As we read the gospel records, we read eyewitness accounts of the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. In a sense, the gospels are just the beginning of Christ's work. The adventure continues in the book of Acts. In this study with Scott Pauley, we consider the continuing work of Christ through the Holy Spirit, who works through the apostles and the New Testament church. Now, let's get in on the adventure. There are people in history whose names are notorious. Their history is, is associated with something so despicable, so terrible, uh, that they're not famous, they're infamous. One of those is Judas Iscariot. No one names their son Judas, just like no one names their daughter Jezebel, because the names are connected with a nature that is terrible. And the final mention that we have of Judas is found in Acts chapter number 1. Now, we've been studying this portion of Scripture already. We see the disciples, but remember now, it's only 11 of them because Judas is gone. What happened to Judas? Let's read just a little of Acts chapter number 1, beginning in verse number 16, Peter speaking, and he says, Men and brethren, this Scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus. So what's he remembered for? One thing, that he was the one who betrayed Christ. He was the one who who delivered up the Messiah into the hands of the, the angry Jewish nation and the hateful Roman persecutors. He was the guide that brought them into the Garden of Gethsemane. And then in verse 17 we read this, For he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry, now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst, and all his bowels gushed out. And it was known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem, insomuch as that field is called in their proper tongue a chalcedama, that is to say, the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his habitation be desolate, and let no man dwell therein, and his bishopric let another take. In other words, Judas ended the most awful a way you can possibly imagine. He denied Christ. He walked away from the truth. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he kissed the door of heaven and turned away. And in the end, full of despair, without any hope, he takes his own life. At the end of his story is found in verse 25. It says that Judas, by transgression, fell that he might go to his own place. What does that mean? He went to his own place. You see, every person has their place in history. Judas's place, I think, is one of the, the saddest places of all. He sold the Lord Jesus for the, for the current equivalent of less than $4,000. Can you imagine uh, valuing the Lord Jesus so little? What was his place? Well, consider his place on earth first. He was from Judea. Now, that's significant because he's the only disciple that was not from the Galilee. Uh, so he's a man who is from the, the Judean area of Israel, uh, but he was not a monster. He was a man, a man with a soul, a man with a father and a mother, a man with a family, a man that Jesus loved. In fact, I can prove that to you. When Judas led that mob into the garden, searching after Christ like he was a common criminal or chasing him like he was an animal being hunted, what was the first word out of Jesus' mouth to him? Friend. Wherefore hast thou come? 
Jesus is a friend of sinners. Jesus loved Judas. He didn't hate Judas. He loved him. He loves every sinner. Now, whether you reciprocate that love or not, that's your choice. That's your decision. Jesus loves you with an everlasting love. The Bible says, having loved his own, he loved them to the end. And so Jesus is demonstrating here that there's no prejudice in Christ, that he loves all people, no matter where you're from, because you have an eternal soul. The fact, though, was that this man from the Judea, who was numbered with the disciples, never truly had a relationship with Christ like the other 11 did. There was something missing, something lacking. In fact, his mouth told on him. In John chapter 12, when Mary is anointing him, all Judas can think about is the money. He, he did not see the value of Christ. He did not see him as Messiah. It wasn't that he was a saved man who became lost. This was a man who was never truly saved. This was a man who was lost. He, he had the facade and the front, but he did not have the substance, the reality. So we have his place on earth. Then consider his place with the disciples. He was one of them. The Bible says he was numbered with them. It's a stark reminder that you can be in the crowd and not in the family, that you could be in a church building and not be a child of God. A friend, you can belong to a group of people but not belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. Think what this man saw, what he heard, what he witnessed, and yet this man never truly had put his faith in Christ. John 13, 29 tells us that he was the treasurer, which must mean he was a trusted man, respectable and responsible. But friends, you can be respectable and responsible without having a relationship with the Lord Jesus. So consider not just his place on earth and his place with the disciples, but his place in Scripture. He's mentioned throughout the gospel records. He's always last on every list of the disciples because really he was on the outside looking in. And we read most about him in the hours of the greatest difficulty for the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you know that difficulty reveals most about our spiritual reality? That when persecution comes and trouble comes, it really tells the tale of whether we are true followers of Christ or not. Crisis hours reveal what is beneath the surface. And so if you take Matthew 26 and 27 on your own time, just read through it. You'll see these places where Judas shows up in Scripture. In Matthew 26, uh, verses 14 through 16, we see him at the place of betrayal. The place of betrayal was not the garden. The place of betrayal was his own heart when he went and negotiated for a few pieces of silver. And then in Matthew 26, 20 through 25, we see the place of hypocrisy. He sat around the table with them in the upper room, feigning that he was truly a follower of Christ. But friend, I want you to know he knew and Jesus knew. And by the way, you know if you really belong to Christ, and Christ knows if you really belong to him. And then you come further to the end of Matthew 26, verses 47 through 50, and you see him at the place of condemnation. Now, Christ did not condemn him. He condemned himself. He rejected the only true friend that he had. He said no to Jesus. And then finally, if you turn one page in your Bible and come to Matthew 27, you find him at the place of remorse. He throws the money down. He says, I've betrayed innocent blood. The problem was that it was remorse and not repentance. It was truth seen too late. I want you to ponder just a moment what it's going to be like for so many people who reject Christ and in the end realize it. And then it's too late. But finally, we see not only his place on earth and his place with the disciples and his place in Scripture, but consider his place for eternity because that's what the expression here references. 
that he might go to his own place. You see, every human being has a place, not just on earth, but in eternity. Every man, woman, boy, and girl will go somewhere forever. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, man goeth to his long home. See, when you leave this world, you're either going to your place or God's place. And the last mention of Judas in the whole Bible was this. There was no more place for him on earth, no more place with the disciples, no more place in Scripture, only his place for eternity. A place prepared for the devil and his angels, a place of torment, the place that Christ had actually come to save sinners from, the place that every sinner will go who rejects Jesus Christ. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus Christ loves you but you must choose whether you will trust him and love him in return. When you leave this world, to which place are you going? Even at this moment, in the sight of God, where are you? Do not let your story be the sad story of rejection of Jesus Christ. Put your faith in him today, because only Jesus can save. The same is true today as it was then. The Lord is at work in this world through His Holy Spirit, drawing people to Himself. What a privilege as God's children to be a part of what God is doing in this world today. If you'll visit enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find many resources that will equip you as you walk with the Lord. You will find previous podcast series and episodes, full-length Bible messages, and a topical search engine that will aid you in studying Bible subjects. If this podcast is a blessing to you, we hope you will share it with a friend. Be sure to join us on the next episode of this continuing adventure through the book of Acts. Acts.